does this every once in a while. It's really annoying. This is why I want a... Oh, it's only working on one, though. Tell you that much. All right. We're good. Okay. We have sound. We sound both ways. Not too loud, not too quiet. Is it good on the volume? Yep. All right. Our producer's giving us a yep. <laughs> a very audible yep. We're going to have to start calling you Stevie for all of you who watch Good Mythical Morning. She doesn't. She, she doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, you do? Yeah, you know. Okay, yeah. You can be our, our voice from behind. <sighs> Hello, welcome to the U Odd Unicorn Podcast. This is my mother, Renee Hello. Knudsen. Um, and today we are talking about how to be a woman. Hmm. <laughs> but first, how's your week been? Wow. Oh, wow. That's a big question. I'm a mom of nine kids, so some weeks can be bad and some weeks can be good mm. um i wasn't feeling the best this week so i did have some bad days i'll just be quite honest yeah. but i am feeling better now that's good and um i'm just praying that god would use me despite my faults oh that's what i'm yeah that's all i'm thinking me too <laughs> but overall it's been a good week we got snow today it's snowing right now and yeah i'm not especially happy well i wasn't no. looking forward to it either but now that it's here it's kind of like well it is kind of pretty <laughs> it is okay it is pretty and the kids are trying excited. to go to work and you oh, realize yes. you don't have a rear view mirror because you forgot to wipe it off <laughs> I haven't had to get up to go to work in a long time, so I forget about those things. I just know that the kids were super, super excited to see the snow, and now they're outside with Daddy. Daddy's trying out his new snowblower, and they're outside making snow angels. And it's nice because the youngest is five now, and she can pretty much get herself ready. She has to have help with boots and mittens, but she can get most of her stuff ready, and she's the only one that needs any help. Yeah. And so it's... Not it used to be very chaotic trying yes. to get little kids ready. You had a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a oh, five-year-old. Yep. That, was, that was the worst. I remember that. It would take twice as long to get ready as you actually spend outside playing, <laughs> I think. And then there, there was a short period of time where just like Joy and Becca didn't go outside. And us four oldest could get ourselves ready. Yeah. That was the golden age of this family. Yes, because there was a gap between you and Becca. Yeah. So... No, you enjoy, I mean. Yeah, me enjoy. Yep. But it was fun. It's fun, it's fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, here, let me open this up. There. Um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that. It's, I don't know, it's just a lot of fun being a big family, though, I, to be honest, I don't know anything else but being a big family. <laughs> I do. No. Yeah. Well, my family was medium size. Medium size. Yeah, yeah. you had what? Uh, four brothers. Four, three brothers. Three brothers. So family of four. You don't know. You, you have, do I have an extra uncle, or do you have an extra uncle I don't know about? <laughs> yeah, that's where my long lost cousin came from. Ah, gotcha. Yes, gotcha. Yes, yes. Old so. conspiracy about Kirsten. Oh yeah, Kirsten. That's <laughs> right. Out in California or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kirsten Knudsen. It's interesting. Yeah. Definitely. I saw her and I saw on Facebook, not for a while, but then yeah. I saw another relative that Beth had met on Facebook. I think her name is Michelle Knudsen. Michelle. She looks just like him. 
grandma. Like, yeah, like you could easily tell she's. I'm, yeah, I'm related. pretty sure she was related. I don't. Know. We don't know about Kirsten yet. Oh, okay. We 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 haven't found relation yet. We're we're still looking. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um. So topic at hand. <laughs> And after getting sidetracked, because I love getting sidetracked. It's yeah. one of my favorite hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> you get it for me. Um, it's about being a woman. And we're not going to go super in-depth. So this is, this is, I, I, I want to start with the basics with this channel, of course. I'm talking to pre-teens to teens. Okay. Mostly. That's, that's who I eventually want to reach. And... In talking to them, I want to give them basic principles, basic principles and practical ways. You know, something they can they can close out this podcast and be like, "Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can do that." Right. Okay. Right. So, so you know, I, I, you know, I love to go like really deep and abstract and theological, and I can do that for hours. Mm-hmm. But this isn't what that this is about. Okay. So, when, I, when I'm thinking about, hey, what is a woman, or what is a lady, rather? Because everyone's a woman. There are... Everyone? <laughs> hey, I thought you were conservative. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> okay, yeah, I know it's 2022, I'm not that liberal. Um, <laughs> we can get each other going. It's terrible. Oh, boy. One little joke. What was that joke I told the other day? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> It'll come back to us later. We don't need to. It will. It will. Um, But anyway, we know there's a man, there's a woman. Yes. And so what I'm asking is not how to be a female. Right. That's natural. You mm-hmm. get that from birth. Yes. And the crowd I'm talking to mostly agrees with me. You know, right. I'm talking to Christians. That's not something that necessarily needs to be addressed. And if it does, there's way more qualified people than me to talk about it. Right. I don't really care to get into exactly. that tonight anyway. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mess. Yeah. Weirdly enough. I don't, I don't like to give it that much credit. No. No. Me neither. So. Um, but what we're talking about is how do you live in a way that is pleasing to the Lord and how do you live as a lady in a way that's pleasing to the Lord? And that's almost as complicated? It's more... It touches home a lot more. Yeah? Because I, I, I know... Okay, let me think. Can you repeat the question? How, how as... I'm stalling. Yes. How as a girl or as a woman... Do you learn to become a lady? Someone who, you know, like the inverse of a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Someone who is proper, kind, and also, how do you become a lady who loves the Lord? How do you become someone who can live their life to the fullest for the glory and honor of God? Okay. I have some thoughts. Because we didn't prepare for this. So this no. is the first time I'm hearing these. I mean, I knew the general topic about... Yeah, and, and an this hour is, ago, and that's about it. This is what I do with every <laughs> single person. I only give them a general topic, then I start coming up with ideas off the top of my head. Right. Because I like discussions. And I'm kind of glad because if I give things too much thought, then I get nervous. 
But it may also be that I may not give... I may think of things after the podcast is over that I wish yeah. I would have said. But, um, so let me give this some thought. You want to be a Christian lady? Yes. Well, I can just start out with what the Bible says. Absolutely. I think, um, number one, you have to be a Christian. Yeah. If you want to be a Christian lady. Eggs. Um, Absolutely. I am not a perfect example of a lady or a woman. I was raised in a Christian home, but I um, I also had influences from public school and at yeah. elsewhere TV. So I had a lot of unlearning to do. Mm. Um, but God, is when he's looking down at you, he's not looking for you to be the exact perfect model that you see even described in scripture yeah let me give this give you what i mean like you can look at proverbs 31 and look i'll read through that and by the time i'm done i feel overwhelmed same with titus 2 and i think first timothy or whatever uh, yeah first timothy oh what is it doesn't matter just yeah uh, anyway this the different qualifications that are listed different places in the scripture um, because God looks at our heart. So I would say the first thing you need is a true, truly being born again. Yeah. Um, that trumps any, like if you have had a bad past and you think I can never change, I could ever do all those things, you may be right. But God is looking down to see your heart in the matter and that you're moving forward. Um, I made professions of faith when I was younger, but I never knew. I always was scared of death. I, I was always drawn to sin. I'm not like, I wasn't in drugs and I wasn't in that, you know, what people think of this heavy. Yeah, like the uh, filthy crowd, the, what yeah. the world calls. You know. Yeah, I wasn't into all that. I was raised to have good morals and things like that, mm. but I had a lot of inward sin, anger, jealousy, uh, pride, um, things things like that, resentment, um, selfishness, self-centeredness, and saying a prayer doesn't get you saved. When I was, I'll just give a bit of my testimony oh, if that's absolutely. okay, because that's foundational that to is, everything in my life. Yeah, that's foundational um, for everything. I got married at age 20, and then things were pretty good for a little while, but once kids came along, I started doubting again. And every time something hard came into my life, I just didn't know how to handle it because I. I just didn't know what to do. I didn't I didn't know it at the time, but I didn't have the Holy Spirit at the time. Mm. And but I thought I did. And when you when you think you're you're supposed to be saved, but you're not, that is like the worst thing oh, ever. Totally I, that ever. would be horrid. Because you you have you hear the preaching and you feel guilt like I should be doing this 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 and this. I just can't can't do that and i my heart isn't there we moved when the oldest after the silas you were two yep when we moved two and up a half, two and a half two and a half 
we moved up to north to Florence, and that's where my husband's family was. And there, I won't go into all the details, but there was a lot of circumstances that made me, on top of the struggling with salvation, made me um, really depressed. The weather was way worse up there. Yeah, it it was. Mm-hmm. The the winters were a lot longer, and mm-hmm. the snow never melted. Like even like when we lived in Oshkosh, I know I was so yes. surprised when we lived in Oshkosh. Yeah, you got snow, but you know sometime in February it melted, or December you get snow and melt a couple times. You saw some green grass, then you got more snow. So, but up there, that never happens. No, it just piles no, and piles up, and piles. Up in Florence, Iron Mountain area, right. it just, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And farther north, it's even worse. I couldn't oh, imagine going to Marquette like or superior, Canada or Alaska. Oh, man. <laughs> well, they're, that's why they have huge problems with depression in Alaska. Mm-hmm. It's darkness. because of that, the darkness, the long winters. Right. It was also more of a rural area, more 100%. isolated. My husband was driving truck on the road yeah and we're in the country and we were in the the country anymore so it just all just piled on me i should back up just a little bit when we were still living in oshkosh i had all the i two i think i had two little kids at the time when this happened i was really struggling and i wrote a letter to no greater joy ministries some of you probably heard of them yeah and I just wrote about some struggles. I was having some problems. Just looking for just general advice. I didn't say anything about my salvation whatsoever. Didn't wasn't in the letter. But whoever read the letter could read between the lines and see that there was a good chance this lady doesn't really know God. Or even if she does, um, we don't know. You know, we don't know if yeah. she does. And I don't know if they did it for this for everybody that wrote in. This is back in probably... 2001 or something like that before there was I mean, there was internet and email but it wasn't you still wrote letters and oh yeah oh yeah so internet was new but what i what so. i'm getting at is they sent me a cassette tape this was way back when they still it they weren't as popular then but they still were around i still remember yeah. cassette tapes <laughs> i still have a few upstairs that i need to digitize before they get lost or broken yeah but um it was hell's best kept secret by ray comfort Um, That was the first time I'd ever heard of him, and I played that tape, and I was like, wow, for those of you who aren't familiar with the message, it it emphasizes the importance of using the law in in talking to people about their salvation, so they come to a point where they realize that they truly are a sinner, mm-hmm. that they have broken God's law, not just a general, oh, everybody has sinned, yep. which is true. Everybody has sinned, but most people are like, well, by their own standard, they're still a good person. Yeah. And you have to show them that they aren't a good person by God's standard. See, I love that because um, like, uh, Jesus, he even says, mm-hmm. I call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Yes. And I heard a preacher say, you can't get someone saved if you can't get them lost. Yep. I'd heard that my life, oh, my life in my lifetime as well. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's a big thing. And is that if you don't know you're lost, if you're like, well, I don't know. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty. No, you're not. Right. And that's what I, that what you just described. That's how I was thinking. Like, 
I knew you had to... I knew that sin was wrong and that it caused Jesus to be put on the cross. I knew yeah. that all intellectually, and I knew I had sinned, but I would always be like, I'd always think these thoughts like, I didn't do anything that bad. Why Why do I deserve death for that? Like, I wouldn't say that out yeah, loud, but, but I had these general thoughts of, yeah. I'm not that bad. Well, and, and you, I can 100% speak to that because I'm a third generation Christian. Mm-hmm. Wait, is was Grandma a Christian? No, both Grandma and Grandpa got saved after... In college. In college, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a third-generation Christian, and I can 100% relate to it. Now, I accepted the Lord as my Savior when I was five, and I'd gotten complete assurance on that, and I'm sure of that. But it's so easy to just slip into this rut into this thinking of, well, like, for instance, I never killed anyone. I've never drank. I've never smoked. Mm-hmm. I've never snuck out. Mm-hmm. I've never... There's so many things other people have done that I've never done. Right. And that often can make us feel... Well, make us feel better. Make us think that, okay, so there's them and then there's us. Mm-hmm. We're the good guys. They're the bad guys. But this isn't Hollywood. No. This isn't Hollywood. You, there's no good guys. The, there is none good, no, not one. Mm-hmm. And that is what people need to realize, is that as a Christian, your sin is just as disgusting as anyone else's. I was witnessing to a guy, um, the guy at work that got saved. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was witnessing to him, he was talking about, well, yeah, I know. I'm not as good as you guys. Like, and I, and <laughs> here's what I said. I said, when, when Jesus was preaching, when he he would be so kind and compassionate to the adulterers, mm-hmm. the whoremongers, the tax collectors, which were cheaters, stealers, and liars, mm-hmm. which and those were the publicans. You know, he was so kind and gracious to them. He ate with them. He talked to them. And who was he rude and mean Mm -hmm. and borderline nasty with? The Pharisees. The Pharisees. The religious people. The religious people. The good people. Mm -hmm. The Christians. I have a little fact for you. Okay. Okay, I heard this from somebody else. I did not verify it myself, but... Um, Jesus never told sinners, like, well, when he was talking to individual people in the Gospels, he wasn't telling, he didn't tell them to repent. Because, and this is what I, I don't know if it's true or not, but that he, um, they already knew they were sinners. These are people who were already convicted and already down, and so he didn't really have this need to tell them all their sins and that they already knew it they just needed to believe on jesus because he would forgive them for their sins exactly they just needed they were already in a place where they knew that what they're doing was wrong Mm -hmm. and that's a big thing it was people like the rich young ruler that needed to be brought through yeah and shown shown because rich young ruler 
he was he was kind of a special case because he wasn't like the Pharisees where he had all that pride, because they had pride in droves. And I often use the Pharisees as an analog for mm-hmm. church members. Yeah, because it's surprising how much they overlap, myself included. Mm-hmm. When you are in with the religious crowd, and you know all the Bible, and you think you have all the answers, right? Pride immediately right. tries to creep and, in your life. And I was like that when I was like, say, high school, college. I had, in high school, I had. I went to I went to Christian school through fifth grade, and sixth and seventh grade. Sixth grade, I was in a elementary public school in Fond du Lac and then seventh I don't need to go through all this but seventh grade I was in a we were in Ohio then but anyway from eighth through eleventh grade I was in a a public school in Ohio around eleventh end of tenth or eleventh grade somewhere in there I I, in between like eighth and tenth I really wanted to be like the world Mm. I, I just I didn't really think about God I mean I did think about him some but like in my heart, I wanted to dress like everybody, listen to their music, um, have a boyfriend, and yeah. all this stuff. It, it probably started a little earlier than that, um, like around fifth or sixth grade, when I was influenced by neighborhood friends and things like that. Yeah. But I really just kind of rebelled about, around that time. And um, in 11th grade, I said, I just didn't want to do that anymore. I, want, I started seeking God. I taught, called it getting right with God. I heard a sermon that, that kind of got me there because I thought I was saved already yeah. as a child. Um, but cause, just because you're seeking God doesn't mean you're already saved. You know what I'm saying? Just because you want to believe the Bible or, or serve God doesn't mean he has saved you. It's, it's hard to explain. Well, God is looking for that repentant heart um, and then... He saves you and gives you a yeah. life, Holy Ghost. In, in the way it is, like, um, the rich young ruler quite literally and quite physically seek God. Mm-hmm. He went to God, and he asked him how to be saved. So, let's see here. He, he was seeking God. He knew about salvation, and he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Does that make him saved? No. No. Not mm-hmm. at all. Because he had he hadn't given everything up over to the Lord. <clears throat> that was his thing. Like, um, the one guy I was working on, which glory to God he got saved. I am so like of all the people I didn't think he would get saved. He got saved. Mm-hmm. This guy, I was talking to him, it took there was multiple m- multiple times where I gave him the full plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. Went through everything. Told him. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. That makes sense. I believe that. I said, and and so I said, you know, you'd have to repent of all your sin. And then God would have full control in your life. That was the sticking point. Mm-hmm. He was, he understood he was a sinner. He was not raised in a good home. He understood what he did was wrong. He underst- He believed in God. Right. That he was real. Mm-hmm. And he believed in heaven and in hell. He did not want to give up the control mm-hmm. of his life. Because yes. I made that perfectly clear. I said, if you decide to get saved, God will control your life. 
And he's a guy that likes to control his own life. Mm-hmm. He likes to do his own thing, have his own stuff, run his own life. Right. And so that was a sticking point for him. But he finally gave up. He's like, all right. He just decided, I, I'm going to let him control my life. Right. And it's, it's been crazy. Do you want to hear how I came to that point as I well? I want to. I really do. Do you know this story? I don't. You've probably heard I, it vaguely. I think I heard but... it. I think I have heard it. Okay. But I'd love to hear it again. Right. Well, okay. Let's start back with the cassette tape. <laughs> I listened to the cassette tape, and that's when I first started doubting. Like, before then, I thought, well, I'm saved, but I'm not being a very good Christian. I'm really, you know, I don't know how, you know, that kind of thing. But after that, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not saved. I wasn't convinced that I wasn't, but I wasn't convinced that I was. I was, that kind of made me really think about my life. Um, but I just, I was, I just kind of, I'm the type of person who likes to push down negative emotions. I don't want to think about them, mm-hmm. sweep them under the rug. And so I struggled but I, and fought back and forth for a long time. We moved to Florence. Then all that hit me. Um, on top of that, I was pregnant. Like, I got pregnant after we, in December. Yeah. yeah like, a joy. month a month after With we moved. With my producer. Yes, My yes. lovely producer in the 16. background. And so, you know, all those things. And God has a way of using those pressures and circumstances in your life to take away all the distractions. I mm. had very, many less distractions. I also, yeah. Yeah, there was also things in our church. The pastor was very... Um, there's just some negative things that also put a lot of pressure unnecessarily yeah. on, but it still made you feel, it made me feel like, wow, I really can't meet this standard. Because it, 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 he made it harder than previously, you know, yeah. to make, and not that it was actually required, but it made me realize that I can't just fix these problems by working harder. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I struggled. I didn't... Um. And this, we, through that first year, um, let's see, 2004, we moved. Joy was moved, born in 2000, wait a minute, we moved in 2005, sorry, yeah. I got wrong here, we moved in 2005, and she was born in August of 2006, and um, through that time, and then the few months after that, I got saved the next spring, but... Um, we listened to a lot of um, Ray Comfort's videos and whatnot, his Best Kept Secret series. So that's why you're, you love him so that's much. That's why I love him you so love... much. That definitely. I, I don't agree with everything he says. I'm of just going to say I, I don't. he doesn't use the King James. And things like, there's different things. And Honestly, I'm not, I don't want to go into yeah. like theological stuff here because I don't feel Every man confident man. to defend everything. Yeah. Um, one way or the other. And some things I'm still undecided on. I've learned every man is a man. Yeah, right. The man of God is still a man. Right. Like, there's there's things I think almost, if not every pastor that I've really gotten to know, I've disagreed with him on some point. Right. Or, um, because... Right, they're all, they're all humans. Absolutely. And raised in different ways. He but wasn't raised in the, in the same way as another The biggest thing is, so. if he, if his heart is to serve the Lord, mm-hmm. like, I mean... Man after God's own heart doesn't have to be perfect, you know. 
David was a murderer and adulterer. Right, exactly. A liar. Right. You know, so. So, yeah, so she was born. We, um, and we, we would just listen to them just for almost... I don't want to say for entertainment, but it was just it almost was like, cool to like listen to. Almost like passive, like music almost. Yeah, we, we, we just enjoyed the method because it just made sense logically. I'll just quick briefly tell you what he does. Okay. So it makes sense to the listener. And you can go on YouTube. He's got videos. Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah. 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 So basically, I mean, he'll introduce, like he'll witness to somebody and he will, he'll start out kind of casual, like, um, are you a afraid of death well that's not real casual but he might ask the person what they're studying just kind of start the conversation um and then he might ask them if they're afraid of death uh, which most most people are but then he'll eventually lead this to this question um do you consider yourself a good person Mm. and 99 percent of the time oh yeah 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 i'm a good person and he will then say well do you mind if i put that to the test I'll be the prosecuting attorney, and can you tell me the truth? <laughs> and they'll be like, sure. You know, most people are like, sure. They don't want to admit that they can't tell the truth, so they, <laughs> they, they tell, tell the truth. Uh, anyway, so he'll bring them through a few of the Ten Commandments. Have you ever lied? Um, and most people most say Most people are like, yeah, more times than I can count. And then he'll ask if people can steal, have stolen. Yeah. And some people say no, and he'll go, well, was that one of the lies? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of makes jokes with them and keeps oh, yeah, it, he keeps it very um very kind. Friend, friendly yeah yeah not always lighthearted he's serious about the message he just states it straightforward but he doesn't get angry or self-righteous or absolutely that is or judgmental that's the best way to make sure someone never gets saved right is to get angry or especially self-righteous right you yeah. start being like how dare you sin how dare you i would never right and he'll ask, like, have you ever used God's name in vain? Mm-hmm. And he, he will explain how serious that is, that it was punishable by death in the Old Testament. He'll, he might even say, if you hit your thumb with a hammer, would you use your mother's name as a curse word instead of an expletive? And they'll be like, no, well, why not? Because I respect my mom. Yeah. Well, but don't you, shouldn't you also respect the holy name of God? Yeah. And so he, he explains why these different sins are, are serious. Then he talks about adultery, um, and some people um, might say, "Well, no, I've never done that." But, but then he'll point out that Jesus said, "Have you ever, if, um, if a man lusteth after a woman, he committeth adultery." Look, look on a woman. Look at, look. yeah, look at the front of a woman. I'm sorry, to I'm lust a little after nervous. Her. Yeah, he committeth adultery with her in his heart, and he'll ask if have you ever looked on someone with lust, and of course, the, most people have to say yes. I, whether they're male or female, whether they're homosexual or not, yep, everybody has in some way or another. Yep. Um, and then he might sometimes bring up, I like to bring up more of them. He tends to just use those four, but sometimes he'll bring up like anger. Like if you ever hated somebody, you're guilty of murder. Yep. I like to bring up coveting um, personally because that's something I struggled with. Oh. When I witnessed to Coral, I brought I brought that up. That That's... And, um, that's, that's so cool. because, you know, when you're jealous of somebody or covet something else, that's also sin. And I did that all the time. Yeah. And, um, anyway, then, he, so he brings them through and then he goes by that standard. If you stood before God, would you be innocent or guilty? And most people have to say, well, 
by that standard, I'd be guilty. And he'd be like, well, would you go to heaven or hell? And they would be like, well, hell. You know, some people say, well, I'd hope heaven. But, yeah. but anyway, let me just finish the whole presentation because then it'll make sense. He'll be like, well, you know, you'd be a sinner like the rest of us. You, you know, you're, you're actually guilty of those crimes. But he would, he would then say, but do you know what God did so that sinners wouldn't have to go to hell? And some people say, no, I don't know. He'll, he'll be like, you do know, but you just don't understand the implications. And he, said, he would say, have you heard of Jesus dying on the cross? And they're like, yeah. Well, think of it this way. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. We've broken the law, and Jesus paid the fine. If you had like a stack of speeding fines and someone paid them, God can legally let you go. Because like you can't just go before a judge and say, hey, judge, I know I did this crime, but I'm I'm not going to do it anymore. I, I've repented. I've, I'm going to stop yeah. doing it. He'll be yeah. like, of course you should stop doing it, but you're still going to jail. Yeah. A judge would be corrupt in, uh, and to wrong. let someone go without the punishment being, you know, without the fine Absolutely. or the punishment being administered. And... Um, Anyway, so where was I? Anyway, so just, I like to give this illustration. If you're out there struggling right now, um, this, this blew my mind when I heard it. Just imagine if you were in a courtroom and you were guilty, whatever the crime was, um, you felt bad, you were guilty, you were ready to take your punishment, go to jail, pay the fine, whatever it was. And someone stepped in and said, I've paid that fine for you, or I'll go to jail for you, and you can be set free. The justice would still be served, mm-hmm. but you can still go free legally. Yeah. And that's that illustration, and that's why I love that story you wrote so much, because it's, it's, it's even better than what I just said. Like It has more nuances to it. You should post that oh, on your Oh, I should. I, I, might, I might channel. put that on Instagram. Yeah. Um, just a little short story. I even I sent that into Chick Tracks, and they loved the story, but they had already had they have stories lined up for months and years. Oh yeah. So they didn't oh, yeah. have room for a new story, but but just imagine how you would feel if somebody stepped in to take your punishment, whether it was in a courtroom or whether it was in a private situation, whatever whatever it was. They didn't deserve it, but they loved you so much that they would do that for you. That's what salvation is. And that's when you get to that point where you realize that and you believe it, you accept it. You're like, and that's what happened to me. Okay, I got, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting all emotional before I tell you when it actually happened for me. So I was, it was Easter Sunday. That would be 2007, April, I think. I have it written down April 4th or 10th or something like that. Easter Sunday, we were at church. I was working in the nursery of all places, Pastor Wall was preaching, and his sermon was kind of directed towards sinners, I believe, because he kept repeating. He had like two parts to his message, and one of them was kind of strange. I don't know what it was. He would go back and forth between these two different topics. I don't. Rem- it was. I just remember it being kind of strange. Like I didn't understand what it was. And but the other one was he just kept repeating, "Jesus is the only way," or something like that. I can't remember the exact words anymore. I had written down my testimony at one point. It was on. It was on, on online somewhere, and so it got erased, and I don't have my original, like, my original thoughts 
from when it was fresh in I my see. mind. I see. So I need to get it get it written down so I have that. But he just kept repeating Jesus, something about Jesus being the only way and Jesus is the way to heaven or something like that. Just the word Jesus. And I I was struggling the Thursday before. I had come to the point where I knew I was lost. I had listened to Kirk Cameron on the radio. Yeah. He was kind of partnering with Ray Comfort at the time. And he said he heard the same the same thing. He had heard this way of evangelizing and thought it was cool, but he had never applied it to himself. Then I realized, wait, I've, that's how I've been thinking. This is a really cool way to evangelize. But I had never applied it to myself. And right there, God struck me with, you are lost. You are going to hell if you died right now. And this was on a Thursday during the day, listening to the radio. And then I struggled with that for a couple of days, but you can't struggle very long. No. <laughs> Knowing for sure. Not it's one thing God. to think you are, you aren't, but when you're really when, blind. When, when you're not blind anymore. I wasn't blind. I knew I was lost. I God knew, opens I knew I lost. your eyes, mm-hmm. shows you. Right. So that Sunday morning, I, list, I listened to that sermon over and over, and God just struck me with, I just, I just, I can't describe it by any way except for saying I just yielded to him. Said, yes, God, I'm, I don't want this sin anymore. I want you. I knew I, you know, you, all sin doesn't go away magically right away, but I, I knew I had to be just willing to turn to him and not want to hang on to that anymore. Yeah. And I was so overwhelmed. I could, I could feel the burden lift off me. I could feel Holy Spirit entering. And I was so overwhelmed both emotionally and physically that I had to sit down. I sat down in those big wooden rockers oh, they had. Oh, those were so comfortable. <laughs> These old-fashioned big old-fashioned wooden rockers. Old-fashioned mm-hmm. And I just sat there, and I just, I don't think I cried I might have cried, but I was just happy. I was just so happy. Afterwards, I didn't say anything immediately after church because there was like this balloon thing they were going to do where they were going to raise balloons with gospel or with notes in them. People found them. Do you remember that? No. Somebody's note got found and called the church. It was like a prize thing where whoever's balloon got found could get a prize or something. No, yeah. yeah. No, I probably didn't remember. Yeah. Well, I would have only been like three. So I went so. through that, and but then we got home. And my husband went in the house first, and I came in after him. And I said, Terry, he goes, what? I got saved. <laughs> it was just like that. That's all I could say. I got saved. Like, I knew it. Like, this is what people were talking about when you listen to Unshackled. Like, I would listen yes. to Unshackled. I'd be like, I'd hear this joy of people who truly got born again. I'm like, I never had that. I never experienced that. I, I never felt that joy of of my sins were given. I, I never thought, realized how, impo- you know, joyful and happy that was. I never experienced that. Yeah. So, so it was a long road after that. I still dealt with a lot of oh, issues, yeah. anger, bitterness. And I, but finally, I won't go into all that, but finally when I was about 40, just after Felicity was born, when I was sitting there recovering from her birth, God, through some circumstances, it almost felt like he just took away that bitterness they said I was currently wow. having and I was able to grow then for that those 10 years I didn't really grow like I grew a little bit I made some changes I learned stuff but it was very halted very halted um and then at 40 of just like all of a sudden 
okay, it's time to grow. It's time to change. And it was hard making changes. It's still hard making changes. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like like you go the wrong way for such a long time, then you try to turn around and you, you have, what is it? Like you have back, you're try- backlash. You're, you're trying to go, you're <laughs> trying to the go day. the opposite way on a one-way street. Yes. You're going to run into a lot of stuff. Yeah, until you can start getting all those cars moved to <laughs> go on the other way, you know? Exactly. That's what it felt like. I had a, it, was, it felt like it was in a log jam. Like if I've, I've always seen Every- those lumberjack movies where all the logs are stuck in the bend in a river. Uh-huh. And they have to get out one at a time, and then another one. Then yeah, finally, I have I have experience with that because we'll have jams at the at work? flooring yep. machine. It will it will. There's this one belt where mm-hmm. it will pile up to the point where the barrel is spinning, but the belt isn't moving. Mm. When it, if it just everything works out perfectly wrong, mm-hmm. and you have to just grab them. One at a time, and slowly it starts moving faster, 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 and then it's back up to normal speed. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually get stuff done. Right, and I'm still learning. There's still a lot of things I struggle with. Just so then, kids, producers, for right? growing, <laughs> growing. Wow. Because are we still talking about being a lady? <laughs> we might. We, we might just. Um, <laughs> we might save that for another episode. Well, it's all kind of growing. Growing, I finally realized... After salvation. Like right, right. At that age 40, when I started, it started just started clicking and dawning on me that Jesus loves me no matter what. I don't have to work. I felt like I still had to work to earn a salvation. I felt like I had to... Because I struggled with things like child raising cleaning my house, homeschooling. Mm. I was, I, I, I'd have never been diagnosed, but I'm probably ADD. <laughs> I think we both are. It, like, 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 uh, like mother, like son. Yeah. It's, it's I it just, is. I was raised, you know, with public school, with everything lined up for me. Yep. I didn't have huge amounts of responsibility at home. I did spend a lot of time reading and things like that. And so learning how to be a responsible adult and take responsibility for my own actions and my own emotions my own thoughts that was yeah. extremely hard i so i was so in a mode of blaming other people and expecting to be rescued yeah i was totally in that that's a uh, victim mentality it's very much very and i still struggle with it even though now i know it's not true and i can usually talk with myself and talk with god and and, and, and come out of it right yeah yeah that's actually Honestly, I um, just recently had, I'm actually in the process of dealing, or, or there's a situation with someone with victim mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help them. It's so hard, though, because when you feel like you're wrong, you're, you're right, and mm-hmm. they're wrong, everyone else is wrong, how do you help someone like that? Sometimes you have to, this is what I had to do. Okay. There were certain things that were truly done wrong to me. Yes. Okay? They truly have, and I didn't have it that bad. I had minor things compared to people who were abused or sexually abused or into, or whatever the situation was. I didn't have any of that. Absolutely. Um, Mine were minor in comparison, but they still felt real to me. And they were. Right. And you have to realize that the way to fix those bad things that 
happen to you is not to go back and fix them. You can't. Or maybe you're expecting the person who did you wrong to apologize and to change and to come alongside you and help you to change. That would be great if they did. It would be. You know, because that's what you are hoping for. You're hoping for that friend or that relative that hurts you to apologize and make up for what they did wrong so you can then move on and grow from that. And that might happen, but it rarely does. Yeah. Or it doesn't happen to the same extent. And so you have to say, you know what? They were wrong. They did me wrong. And that is the reason I am this way in some ways. But it's not going to work to expect them to fix me now. Even if they wanted to, they couldn't. You have to do the work yourself now. Yeah. With maybe with their help or with other people's help. But you have to take responsibility now for every thought, every action, emotion that you feel. And and it's okay to feel emotions. It's just what you do with them that, that matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing is that I've seen, I've seen two sides of it. One, one side that's always offended and mm. always victimized and always everyone's doing me wrong. And that's kind of the way this world has, been, has gone. Right. And then the other side, which is equally as wrong, <clears throat> old school way of don't feel anything, nothing, you know, don't don't say anything, no, yeah. just be tough. P- push it all down. Push it all down. The old school way of doing it, which, you know, that was, I don't know when that was most. It depends on where you live. Ni- but Different like, areas of the country are more really, like that. Like 1950s, though, it was mm-hmm. really... Yeah. You, you didn't say nothing. First you half just, of the century. Yeah, the first half, really. First three quarters, maybe. <laughs> a lot of it. And then it just took a hard So Mr. Rogers came along. I like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> he was a good balance of both. Yeah. he. I don't agree with everything with because, him, but he, no. he actually he allowed you to feel your emotions, but then told you you can choose what to do with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can and, do what you want to. You can stop if you want to. Stop if you wish. Like, he was talking about being mad. Yeah. And I like that. It's like, you can stop if you want to. That gives you the power to choose. Exactly. And so, that's a huge thing, is that in in growing and in learning, and I had to learn this myself, it's like, emotions not only are normal, they're healthy and they're natural. Right. If you make decisions with only your mind, mm-hmm. that's not, that shouldn't happen. Right. Because that turns you into a robot. You're not considering other people. Because logically, the best decision is to just mess everyone over, keep as much stuff for yourself. Mm. But considering others, that's what makes us human. And God commands us to. Right. God commands us to love the brethren. So apparently he cares about emotion. He does. But what it is, is that when you have that emotion... You control that emotion and use it for God's glory. Don't let that emotion control you. And sometimes you can't change everything all at once. You have to retrain your brain. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm trying to work on now is you, you can't just let your emotions go, 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 and all of a sudden in one second go from that to all right emotions. It's like it's more of a gradual process of re... It's like you, if you're in a rut in a road... Yeah. And you need to go and like make a new rut, a new path or a new ditch. Yeah. You have to dig and repeat and dig and repeat 
and dig and repeat. And then you can build that new road. It's going to be so much easier. No resistance in that old rut. Yeah. So that, I, that's, I can... that's what... There's so much study now on neuroscience and how we can actually change the neurons in yeah. our brain. And I think that's absolutely fascinating. I think God created it that way. But you have to you have to take time to renew your brain, your mind with God's word and identify what is causing that emotion. Because there's something causing it. You may not know it right away. Yeah. You may just react first and then you have to stop and think, why did I get angry? Why did that make me angry? Was yeah. it because that person did something different than what I would do? It's uh, so much to go into, but it is. It's a lot to go into, but it's <clears throat> so. If you can find the source of where that anger is coming from, you can find the thought that is wrong. Yes. Unbiblical, and try to retrain your brain to think that thought by writing it or saying it or whatever. Yeah, and so really, what it is is whenever you're, whenever you're struggling with something, whether it's anger, lust, um. Sometimes sadness can be something people struggle with and is a problem they need to fix. Mm -hmm. Which is not a popular opinion, but is very true. So if you find something that you're struggling with, mm -hmm. you need to think, okay, where did I, how did I get here? Right. I actually do that for myself because there's things I struggle with. I'll get way over here. I'll be like, wait, where did, where did this start? Where's this? Mm -hmm. You go back, oh, I was thinking about that. Oh, because of this. Because, oh, because mm -hmm. of that. It's like, maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe <laughs> you just have an opinion you're holding too strong that really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, tons of stuff. Right. Or you're thinking about your own feelings rather than what actually is right and yeah. needs to be done. Yeah. Another thing that helps is gratitude. You can't be a good Christian without being thankful and grateful. That's something I still have a hard time with sometimes. And you yeah. have to stop and think, you know, sure, this may be going wrong, but it could be a lot worse. Now, I, I hesitate oh, yeah. to say that because there are people who are worse, and then people who are more worse, and people who are more. And it, what it about goes. that person at the very bottom of the line? <laughs> That's there the, is the, the absolute worst of the worst. At their wit's end. And maybe they're in terrible shape, dying. And, and if you are, if you are doing horribly, especially if you're doing horribly emotionally, the biggest, biggest thing, find a friend. Find mm -hmm. a good friend. Someone to talk to that can r remind you of the gratitude. And, the and good something things. I realized more recently, because I always hated going by people more mature than me, because it's so hard, because I feel like I need to impress them. Mm -hmm. Then I realized if you're yourself around people that are more mature than you, you'll start becoming more like them. Mm -hmm. you'll, be, you'll become more mature. Just right. something interesting. So find, if you're having problems, <laughs> find a godly friend that wants to see you grow in the Lord. And if you have a parent talk, and they love the Lord, talk to them. If you find a church, a good mm -hmm. church, talk to the pastor. I just reached out this week to a friend that we're, I'm going to meet with. That she needs help. That no, that I need help. Oh, that you need help. <laughs> it was something, and I need help okay, from her because she was giving me advice, and I, I'm like, can we just meet in person? And yeah. So we're gonna do that. Yeah, I've done that too. I um, I've met with a friend. Sometimes I'll meet with a friend, and I'm just like, I just like, oh man, I don't know what to do. 
a lot of times they'll just be talking to Ruth and Andrew, which great, great advice. But every once in a while, it's just like I need another perspective, and so I'll, I'll meet with a friend. I did that recently when I went out for coffee with uh, Jonathan. Oh yes, I a new yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, so that actually um, is about to wrap up our show. Okay. So I am gonna say uh, Jonathan actually. Cool thing. He's going to be here for a bonus podcast. Maybe I should have mentioned it at the very last podcast. I don't know. I'm mentioning it now. It's going to be Friday, December 2nd. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. He is actually talking along the same veins, but a little more in-depth, uh, more about how Christians can understand what their salvation does and how to apply mm. it in their life as a Christian. I would be very interested in watching It's that. It's going to be really... Um, I'm going to really enjoy it. And then uh, next week, I'm actually having Aaron on. Aaron oh. Belke. Oh, have him come for dinner. I, I probably will. He's so drive. it's going to be the Tuesday of uh, Thanksgiving. We're going to have Aaron Belke on. We're going to be talking about clicks. Ah. Clicks. Fake friends. Yeah. Um... What to do about it. Smiley, and smiley <laughs> how to not be a fake friend as right. well. Okay. Because it's so easy. I started becoming fake mm-hmm. myself. Um, and then the fr- uh, the so two Thursdays. So Thursday after next Thursday, I'm gonna have Mike Marshall on here. Uh, we're gonna talk about how to be a man. Um, it was to be the sequel for this, but this kind of is more. <laughs> about salvation but i absolutely loved it Good. thoroughly enjoyed talking to you about it now i have one last segment on my podcast okay completely unrelated okay this random question thing it's not a random question <laughs> i asked the same question to oh, okay. every single right. person i got it from android <clears throat> central podcast who stole it from the uh fun time happy hour podcast i think it's called i'm gonna have to be honest i don't I've never listened all the way to the end to remember what oh, it yeah? is. I think I've heard it mentioned, so, but okay. All it is is what's making you happy. Oh, what's making me happy? What has made you... This It's mostly this week. Or this, this week. week or two weeks ago, because this is the first time I've had you on. So, what's been making you happy? <sighs> my goodness. Just, just in the most recent past. Um... <clears throat> My grandmother's birthday party was yes. was very make me happy because it brought back my grandma t- turned 101 last uh, Saturday, and um, okay, I'll tell you one specific thing that made me happy. We we went to the party; it was all wonderful. She's lost most of a lot of her memory, but she still yeah. remembers something. She her son walked by who also has a little bit of dementia, and she's like, "That's Dennis." Like, usually you have to remind her you yeah. who you are, but that's yeah, her oldest son, and she recognized him wow. without any prompting. And um, I remember a few, couple, couple times ago when I met with her, she's like, we had something special, didn't we? And I wasn't quite sure what she meant, but I lived with her for a few months after we moved back from Ohio, and I spent a lot of time with her. I took a trip with her, things like that. And I, I, post, I reposted a picture of her on Facebook, and I wrote that. I wrote that she had said that about being special, because we lived with each other. And my Aunt Judy said, yeah, she talked about you a lot when I was helping her redo her house many years ago. And she really, really loved you and, and respected you. Wow. And so that was an encouragement to me. You know, that's that, that was special. That's wonderful. So it, it, 
it was it was nice nice to hear that so that's so cool <clears throat> um so actually same day i had something what made me happy this week was we had a bible quiz that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. a, a lot of like most of our team was giving 100% Good. that quiz we still lost <laughs> so that means you did lose to the lose. We lost to the lose. <laughs> that's yeah, it's hard to say but <laughs> completely to, accurate. Yeah. Um but yeah. So we and now we're just like full full steam ahead memorizing because we made a bet with our pastor. Yes, I heard about this. Gambling this been... in the church. I don't know. <laughs> My house shall be a house of prayer is what Jesus said, but who am I to judge? Um <laughs> Oh, that's right. The pastor made the bet. Um, <laughs> just continue. You got one minute left, boy. But oh no, if we go over, okay, it's fine. we've done it a couple of times. Uh, it doesn't auto stop, hopefully. Uh, but anyway, um, and then after that, I we went to Elena Lou's apartment. Uh, just a bunch of the teens went there just to fellowship and hang out. That was that was pretty nice. Um, but I think probably more than anything, what I enjoyed was going to quiz with joy joy was my wing woman uh and we were just chatting talking about life about friends about everything that was really nice and then on the way back i went home with becca because she was over at elena lou's house and joy just went home with everyone else and we got talking about friends and life in general so that was just really nice uh, being able to talk yeah. So I, honestly, that that probably that and also just this the the pressure of quiz. I love the pressure of quiz. You love the pressure. Of quiz. I do. I See, hate most it. People I mean, hate I only it. did that kind of quizzing a couple times. It wasn't as formal as you yeah. guys do, but I was glad when it was done. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 See, it was kind of fun because I'm I'm high strung. Yeah. So most of the time, my attention is just like everywhere. Yeah. So to have enough pressure to where I'm focused yeah. on one thing is just like. <laughs> I'm more idealistic. I'm like, you should memorize the Bible because you love God's word. <laughs> and I know that's like very idealistic and it's true, but it it's is, okay to have competition think, as well. Yeah. Some people are just competitive. As long as exactly. you are taking time to really meditate on it and learn from it as Yeah, well. Andrew's been actually doing, he read through it and then he actually explained the stuff to us. And then, yes. like, just um, in the Moo Chat where all the teens are, mm-hmm. Joy asked a question about a verse, and uh, Ruth did her best to explain it. And so <laughs> so I, I do like that, is mm-hmm. we actually do have both aspects. And then yeah. normally the pastors will preach out of the Right. Ma- There's passage. many verses and passages I memorized as a child that I did because I had to for school, or I, you know, VBS, I got a prize for it. And... I'm thankful that I learned them somehow. Yeah. You know, well, you God's could... word will not return void. Right. Him. Yeah. Um, all right. So with that, thank you so much for You're joining. Welcome. I've been thank actually you. wanting you on for a while. Yeah. It just didn't work <laughs> out. I wasn't really feeling well the last time. No, that's perfectly fine. Um, thank you guys for watching. It's yes. been a lot of fun. And can I say one more? Oh, absolutely. Give a plug. If you're struggling with your salvation, I don't know if anybody's listening to this. Maybe nobody's even on now or listens to this later. Uh, my two favorite resources are 
um, Hell's Best Kept Secret, Ray Comfort. But also, if you go on um, The Door and No, uh, no Greater Joy Ministries, they have a lot of videos on Am I Saved, preaching through the Book of Romans and different other ones on there about salvation that were also very instrumental. In so what are it. the websites? Uh, you, well... The website is nogreaterjoy.org, but then there's YouTube channel. The door is like their, they have a building and it's like a ministry that they have. Okay. The door. And then uh, there's also No Greater Joy Ministries. They have a YouTube channel too, but it doesn't have as many videos as the okay. door does. I will um, put both of those things. I'll have them mm -hmm. linked below in the description for you guys. So if you and are struggling. And Living Waters. And Living Waters. Mm -hmm. I'll also have that um, down in the description for those of you watching on YouTube. Um, if you're watching this on the podcast, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do that, uh, but I might actually be able to put the link on. So, um, if you're struggling, if, if you're, if you're watching on Spotify, that is, sorry, Spotify, Apple podcast, I will try to get the links down in there as well. Okay. Um, so I hope you all have a blessed day. And if and you don't know you're born again, don't put it off. Talk to somebody, look into it, research it. You can absolutely. You can message me, like just message Silas and he forward it to me. And do it yeah, that way or yeah. Something. If you if you need to um, get a hold of me for anything, have any questions, um, Instagram, uh, I have it linked in my YouTube. So yeah. All right. With that being said, thank you guys for watching, and I will be back next week with another wonderful podcast.